Today's episode of Total Sidebar is brought to you by Boston Beer Ventures. You guys should know by now, these are our good friends who love beer and want you to taste all the fabulous craft beers that they know about. Don't be scared about in this day and age, can they help you out? They can, they're offering virtual beer tastings. They can help you set it up on Zoom or Instagram Live. You can invite your friends and your family and your coworkers, and you can have a safe, fun beer tasting from the comfort of your own home. Why wouldn't you do that? What are you doing? You know you're just sitting there, so just do it. Email bostonbeerventures at gmail.com. They'll give you details. So stay safe, stay sane, and uh, start drinking beer. All right? All right. I feel like each of them deserves a voice to go along with it. Like, for example, Comic Sans would be like, oh my God, how are you? It's so good to see you. Happy Monday. And like Century Gothic would be like, hi there, it's Tuesday. I'm going to need from you your research request right away. And obviously, Helvetica would be just ready to stand up straight and get you right where you need to go at the end of the paragraph. Right? Helvetica. And then you guys, hey, I'm Ariel. I'm this Ariel. Welcome back, everybody, to another fabulous episode of Total Sidebar. I'm your hostess, Ellen Cumley. Despite what you may have thought coming off the last episode, I asked them to come back, and I have my two lovely co-hosts. Say hello, Miss Jen Palmer. Hello there. And say hello, Miss Alexandra Shumway. Hello. And I hope you noticed that this time versus last time, I did not call you Alexander, which I think you took issue yes. with. Yes, I did. I, uh, you, I mean, I get called Alexander, Allison, Alice, Alexis, uh, you name it, I get a call. And my favorite is when I talk to someone for the first time or I call them up and I'm like, hi, this is Alex Shumway. And they'll be like, oh, hi. And I'm like, oh, we've been emailing. Thought I was a dude. Yep. Happens yep. all the yep. time. Yeah. We do get that. We do get that. But no, I got you introduced perfectly. How's everybody? Give me the one. We talked about check-ins last time and everybody hated it. So we'll have the one word check-in. I'll start with my check-in. One word check-in. All right. Hyphenated word. Cautiously optimistic. Oh. What do you got? Oh, you don't want to elaborate? I'm not going to elaborate. I'm just going to say it's where I'm feeling today. Your check-in is just today right now. No long-range plans, no big deal or commentary on the state of the world because that would be awful. Just how are you feeling right now? You, your personal self. Fine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh have a God. lot. I, my, the rosé I'm drinking is delicious. So, not Jen, can tired, you do better? Tired. Tired. All right. We have tired, fine, and cautiously optimistic. Folks, that's what we're going to be. Boy, we're sexy, aren't we? I was just going to say, what an exciting trio we are. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Can I ask why you're cautiously optimistic, though, Ellen? I know we weren't going to go into it, but we're going to. I would say, yeah, you know what? The the truth is that in a few days, I'm going on vacation. So I Uh, think that I am actually leaving town. That changes your demeanor right there. I am going up to a house in the mountains with two friends and there's nobody else there and we're quarantining on a lake and just reading books and making food and chilling and I can start to taste it. Today's Tuesday. I leave on Sunday. I think that's why I'm cautiously optimistic. The cautious being, man, I wish something would resolve itself. I wish something in the world would figure itself out right now because it sure doesn't feel like anything's getting figured out but um maybe 
because some parts of the country are doing so poorly, they're going to wake up and go, oh, maybe we need to do the right thing. Maybe everyone will do the right thing and then this will be over faster. I think if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, because obviously you're deep in the archives of Total Sidebar, <laughs> we are in, this is one of our pandemic episodes. So dun, we try dun, dun. not to, yep, boom, 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 boom. We try not to harp on it, but this is the new normal and it could be the new normal for a while. Yeah. So for us to completely ignore it would be impossible. It would be impossible for us to not touch on it. We're just not going to go deep into it, into the horror and terror and ugliness of all of what it's done to our world. We're not going to do that. We're going to stay up here. Like, for example, let me ask this question. Here's my pandemic question for today. So here near downtown city, we are supposedly in what they call phase three of reopening, right? Cautiously in the summertime, trying to do more things. And one of the things that's supposed to be able to open are movie theaters. And of course, I hear this, many, many thoughts on how you could be safe in movie theaters. Do you feel comfortable? Blah, blah, blah. Is it worth it? Are people going to go back? For me, it's the question was, are you going to have popcorn? Because mm. if you're not going to have popcorn... I'm not coming. I, Wait, that's why is I that a question? I don't know. I'm asking the oh. question. Is there a reason oh. why they wouldn't make fresh popcorn? Uh, well, first of all, they never really make fresh popcorn. They take it out <laughs> of the big bags and dump it into the big, big No, that is glass. not true. I watch them do it. Not I mean, at my local little joiny joint. If you have oh, a little do you, one. Yeah, do you go to the little one? I go to the little local. Oh, okay. No, yeah. that's delicious. That's, that's I don't know legit. Why they, yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't make real popcorn. That's crazy town, right? Mm -hmm. I don't it, either. You're not yeah. like I, It is funny it. you should mention movies, though. The other day it was a rainy day, and I, I just, I said to the kids, I was like, oh, I would love to go to a movie today. Isn't that weird? It's not something that we did all the time but every now and then i just get a yeah. hankering for it i really i really like a good movie yeah well, and it's it's been more than four months since you've since you've yeah. done it we yeah. um we we did an outdoor movie um last weekend like a social distancing outdoor movie for um a few families in the neighborhood and i have to say it was really fun it was really nice i mean it's not the same and I wanted it so much louder, but I mean, we have neighbors and stuff like that, so I couldn't do that. We can't do it all the time, but I won't lie to you. During a conference call I was supposed to be listening to today that I was on, that I wasn't listening to, I was shopping for an outdoor movie screen because we borrowed it from someone. And one more make it happen. It was fun. Super fun. Not the same, but I feel like... It's a bigger you know, it's screen. It's a bigger experience. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like the outdoor movie screen at least for right now is it's like the it's like the frozen yogurt when you're on a diet you can't have the ice cream all the time but you really want it so it's like you know this is a good band-aid for it so that's what i'm thinking hmm okay yeah the, our next door neighbors do that they put up a some kind of screen and the kids all watch something and like frozen or something in the driveway and i think i gotta get out of this neighborhood how am i gonna get out of here <laughs> I got There's too many goddamn kids. What the hell? Why yeah. am I here? What am I doing? Yeah, it's yeah. adorable. Get off my lawn. I gotta go. Yes, exactly. Totally you do I have to be careful which movie you watch. I have to be honest with you. That is so no one. porn. That's not, no porn. Oh no, backyard porn. Yeah. No, uh, and like Pulp Fiction. Frowned that's upon a in, in neighborhoods. I was excited about that little backyard. Chicka boom bow. You could. You could. You just. Then I, meet right exactly. then I might meet the right neighbors. Then I might meet the neighbors I've never met over the fence. <laughs> exactly. You know what? That's a good point. <laughs> I you know guarantee what? you. 
Who, a, who do you a, want to be better friends with? The neighbors and little kids? Or the neighbors the, like to The guy day? whose tree fell in my yard and broke my fence. That's, that's There's the a guy. joke there, by the way. I just can't quite get to it. Something about a log and falling. And oh, wow. no, Jennifer, she did. me, yeah. Oh, you know, oh I've been quarantined for a long time. <laughs> alone with my own thoughts. Yes, seriously. <laughs> What's going on Ooh. in there? Speaking of pseudo-porn, so I went and had oh, a massage. <laughs> As one often does. <laughs> So I did. I went, I went and had a massage. I've been waiting, 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 waiting. Desperately needed work on my lower back. Went and had a massage. And this is my public service that's announcement. A, that's the euphemism now? Work on my quote-unquote lower back? I needed oh, work I'm, on my lower back. I'm all locked up down there. Can you take a little look-see? Yeah, exactly. That's my, that's my, gotcha. sa- my sassy life. I but gotcha. what, what I will say is, for those of you who enjoy massages, like to go and have them, they are wearing masks and they are wearing gloves and you are wearing a mask. And so my only advice to anybody is make sure you're wearing a mask that feels comfortable against your skin because it will get smashed into your face when you're face down in that little massage cradle. When you're on your stomach and face down, you're going to be right up. You can loosen it you know, as much as you want, but you still have to have it over your face. So make sure it is a fabric that you feel good about. Cause I had one of those standard surgical blue and white, you know, blue, white kind yeah. of mask. And it's a little bit, um, a little itchy, a little bit itchy. I got a question. It. How do mm-hmm. the gloves feel? Is Didn't even weird? notice. You really, oh, you oh, kind of really? got used oh, to good. it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Didn't even notice they're putting the lotion on it. They're doing the, it puts the lotion I was waiting for that. And then I was waiting for someone to talk about putting latex and doesn't really all it feels the same. Do you want a cigarette right now? Quarantine for a long time. It's really kind of sizzling sidebar already. No. Somebody else really hot? I am waving my hands. Jesus. Oh my god. I want to go back to something. What was the name of our new segment to be continued? That's right. So we talked about something last time. See, this Uh, always, by the way, just so you know, Ellen, this segment, this new air quote segment strikes fear into the heart of Jennifer and me because we forget what we talked about an hour ago. And if we taped this two weeks ago, we're like, I don't know what we And I haven't listened to the new one. Nor have I. So I'm panicked. Panicked. It's Okay. It's okay. I'll take care of you. I will lead you all okay. the way, okay? Okay. Oh, God, what did we say? All right. Okay, so you guys, we, talk, we talked about a very, this is an exciting piece of trivia that you guys, I am sure, forgot about. We talked about, because we talked about going to the zoo, and somehow we got on the subject of the penny flattening machine. And who invented the penny flattening machine? Why does this even exist? What genius. Again, the Google is there for your edification. So first, everybody, name all your future pets Vance Fowler, because Vance Fowler is the guy who invented the penny flattening machine in the 1970s, just so you know. In the 70s. Yes, it's not that new. They make it look like... Picturing it like Chicago's World Fair in like 1900 or something, you know? Wrong. No. Sorry. Sidebar. Someone's reading Devil in the White yeah. City. <laughs> yeah. I love that me, book. I have to ask book. you guys about a book. Legit. Don't okay. let me forget. Okay, fine. So I, they're, the best thing about reading about the penny flattening machine, and I know that oh, it's the coin-operated coin press machine, okay? The thing I like, it, and I don't even think this is Wikipedia. I think it's a whole page devoted to... 
this particular item. And I just want to read, quote, it is acknowledged as the first modern day coin operated penny press and pioneered the industry that made possible the wonderful hobby as we know it. There's today. an industry. Okay. <laughs> and on. a hobby? An industry? This is let, let me read another quote. Press okay. penny collectors owe a lot to Mr. Fowler and his, and his elongated coin vending machine company, the Scimitar Group, that pioneered today's vended, quote, pressed penny industry. It is the best penny industry. There's a certain satisfaction in turning a handle and watching your shiny penny be pressed into a flat oval. Even fully grown adults will readily admit that pressed pennies are incredibly fun to make. Okay, I think that's a bit of a leap. <laughs> Even <laughs> I look only grown adults a... will admit that making press pennies is incredibly fun. I tried to avoid that machine with my children yeah. at the zoo year upon year upon year. Oh yeah, like forty I... bucks later. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, exactly. I know. I let's feel take like... something that's worth one cent and Turn and dump ten dollars into it <laughs> to make that one cent now not even usable. Let's do that. Tell you a little something. I think Vance Fowler was very smart about the economics of how sure. Ellen, does Vance, penny. does Vance Fowler have her son? Because you're single, and I don't know, he probably made a fortune in his lifetime. Mr. V. Fowler have, Jr., if you're listening. Have you found him on, on any of the dating websites? Ellen Fowler has a nice ring to it. Sure does. You know what? If I saw a guy with a profile picture that had a flattened penny, I'd be intrigued. <laughs> and can you just imagine, like, rolling up to the bank and be like, okay, I'm here to pay my mortgage. What's what's that behind you? That's my truck. Get ready for some pennies. They're rolling out your way. Pennies. And they're going to be flattened. Yep. I know. Oh, so Vance I wanted Fowler. you to know that. So look at that. Vance Fowler, right? And it's actually an industry and you got to admit it's, it's not fun. an industry. It's not an industry because yeah, it's one person and one machine. Say, I was going to say, an industry requires more than one. And there's he's the only one. He created the industry in which he competes. I think somebody took it over. So now there are more than one purveyors of uh, oh, press penny solutions. And just so you know, the biggest consumer of the press penny machines is for your children's <laughs> Disney World. Oh, yeah. And every sense. single. Yeah. Uh, ride at every single experience. They have one of those things. So you can get your, collect them all, collect all your flattened pennies. Here you are in Magic Mountain. Here you are in Space Land. Here, you can, can tell I, I'm a big Disney fan. Yeah. Can, I make, <laughs> can I make a, a giant leap here? I bet, yeah. if you, I bet if you keep bringing down to the bottom of that Wikipedia page, you will find out in 1981, Walt Disney Company purchased yes. <laughs> Press Company. Penny Inc. Yes. Yeah. I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. All right. We have rambled and shambled. We're going to like it or not. Like it or not. And this is really going to vary based on where you're from in the world. Turtlenecks. <laughs> oh, I am a huge fan. Huge oh. fan of the turtleneck. Oh. Big fan. Okay. I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off here. So I hail from the Northeast before I moved to downtown city. Yes. Right next to Malibu. Um, yes. So I, I love everything about a turtleneck because it's, I love the fall. I love the crisp air. Um, it just, I don't know. It's all very cozy, whatever. Like I love a turtleneck sweater. You know what I don't like is the cowl neck where it droops because I always want it up. I want it up. I'm gonna have a turtleneck. I want it up. Mm. Um, 
You want it erect. <laughs> I want an erect turtleneck. I do. I want it tight. And I know so many people are like, I hate it on my neck. I feel like I'm being choked. I'm like, not me. I feel like I'm being cuddled, like snugged right in like a nice warm hug. Um, so yeah, I'm a huge fan. I love what it symbolizes. Now, granted, I don't like being cold, which is interesting. So it's not like, oh, I wear it when I'm skiing or whatever, but it keeps me warm. So that's how I like it. Jennifer, over to you. That was great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. Okay, so I will say you managed, you talked about turtlenecks in the in the broadest sense, like, and you said sweaters too. So are yeah. you talking about, Ellen, just like when we grew up um, in the 70s and 80s, a turtleneck was something you wore underneath a sweater and it was usually just like a, a solid color kind of thing Agreed. and made of cotton and you pulled it up kind of thing. So that, not a big fan of, I did that in junior high and high school. I don't need to go back to those days. But a turtleneck sweater, to Alexander's point, I really, really enjoy. I don't like the cowl. I'm with you. Every now and then I like a cowl. That's not true. Every now and then. But um, I like a turtleneck sweater. I mean, was it, was it uh, Nora Ephron yes. who always uh, who always wore turtlenecks because oh, she was nervous Keaton. about her neck? Diane well, Diane Keaton does too, but, but, Nora, but Nora Ephron wrote, wrote a book it. like about yes. her neck like about her neck i hate my yes. neck or something like that which yes. is quite a good book actually yes um but anyways i feel like it elongates the neck which back in the day was very regal right to have a, a swan-like neck was supposed to be very um, still is today still quite regal still is today i'm not born with a swan like <laughs> uh, neck Alex, at good. all i, I my head is pretty neck. much affect affixed to my to my shoulders and there's a couple of chins <laughs> in there too. So, so for me, I feel like it's slimming. It's, it's basically like, like a, um, a corset for my chins, which is nice too. Oh, so it, it brings wow. me down from like three chins to one. If I pull huh. it up high enough, you know, so I like that. I think it's wow. very flattering in that regard. So yeah, Jen I'm all in for a turtleneck Jennifer, sweater. I gotta say, I don't think a turtleneck has ever been described as a corset for my chins. Nope. <laughs> I think that's but, a first. But I think that's reasonable. Sure? Go Chanel. Are you turning in your grave right now? Are you listening? Say, I mean, in the industry of turtlenecks, oh, perhaps. Obviously, yes, yes, yes. In the tea neck industry, as we that. like to say. <laughs> I'd love to, I, if only Vance Fowler were here today, I'd love to hear him weigh in <laughs> on in. this industry. He would be all over this. He'd be pressing those. He'd be making them so thin. He'd be smashing them to the turf. <laughs> Yep. Very elongated. <laughs> exactly. Just uh, this turtleneck was a size small. Now it's an XXL. Look at this. Someone else in the family can enjoy this sweater now. Oh, by the way, to that point, the worst is when you get a turtleneck and my, I have a big head, as does every member of my family, including Alexander. So the worst is when you get one, you're in a store and you can't get your head through. Oh, you just feel such shame. You're like, my head's too big. I can't it's get like, it Jesus, now. we get fat shamed for everything. And now it's my head yeah. can't get through the turtleneck. Yes. So it's always like the lady's like, can I take that back for you? Can I hang up for you? You're like, oh, yeah. And you're no. just going to throw it at them because you're looking and it's got like, it's like a, it's like a pottery wheel gone bad. It goes up and it's like, like, like big and wide. Everything was like, what did you do sorry. to that turtleneck? I know, no, especially like, if you're in a store where it's nice. Yeah, no, no, no. Wow. Well, I'm in violent agreement with all of this. What I will say, because I do think when you find the right one and it's comfy cozy on the right mm. winter day, that's great. Uh, we don't wear them the way we did as youth, meaning under sweaters. It's too many layers. It's too much stuff. Totally. I am finding in my uh, current in my current age bracket, um, I like them less and less. 
I'd rather ha- like they have to fit exactly right around my neck so I don't feel like it is choking me. Like it has totally. to be just the right kind of kind of cut. It's got to be. I'm pickier about my trim legs. So I'm saying, used to order them from whoever it wasn't even J Crew. It was like the Gap like back then. Yeah. Bauer or yeah, but yeah, now you need to try them on. I'm with you. Yep. Yeah, I'm yep. with you, Ellen. You, yep. You're more selective as you get older. Yeah, we're pickier about our turn legs. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to blow your minds. I'm going to do wow. another like it or not fashion item, which is almost 180 degrees from the turn leg. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. Like it or not, peasant blouses. I thought you were going to say tank top. I was like, what's the opposite of a turtleneck? I think tank top. <laughs> but anyway, Jennifer, I'm going to let you go to this Wait, one because I remember I a- one definition on a peasant blouse because I have two things I'm picturing and I'm not sure which one it is. Okay. So, well, the picture you could put in your mind, uh, I don't even know what these, <laughs> I'm going to say something that I know is inappropriate or, or wrong. But if you picture like a Greek sheep herder like a goat herder you know how the greek guys who are in their white blousey shirts they tend to when we were kids they were um white blouses they had a placket across the front of like embroidery there was always like color that ran around the collar um sometimes like a yoke around the yoke it was like flowers and you know decorations and sometimes a true peasant blouse would have elastic around the neck and arm so you could have it hanging off your shoulder like you could pull it the groovy girls Ah. would have it you know kind of showing a little shoulder action that's what i mean by a peasant blouse are you with me i am think think mama mia the movie yeah Yeah. Yeah. oh yep yep that would work uh let me just go sure Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've always adored them. I've, I've always wanted to be able to have the type of physique to pull it off and I've never been able to, um, no, for real. Well, well, as a bustier gal, you can't really wear strapless. They're very tricky. It's tricky. tricky. It's not going to work. And then also, so when, if you don't wear strapless and you pull it up, it just has a real frumpy look to me when I put it on. But if you look at somebody with maybe a more elegant neck, um, they like look lovely. Share. Like look good if on somebody, share, share somebody, wears them well. Exactly. Somebody, I, yeah, somebody with the smaller bone structure, wherever it looks great on them. I've always wanted to wear one and, and be able to pull it off. I just can't. So I would love to, but it's just unfortunately it doesn't work with my body shape, which is a bummer because I would like to. Like I see your daughter wearing them, George, Alexandra. Georgia looks adorable in them, you know, and and Annie too, like off the shoulder, and they pull yep. them up, and they look so yep. cute, and just doesn't work for me. Yep. Um, okay. Even after you described it, I still was thinking of something else. <clears throat> I still was thinking the ones that go up, like on your shoulders, type of thing. Um, yeah. So here's the thing. I guess kind of they look cute, like when they're off the shoulder, but. In a million years, would you ever wear anything off? And Jennifer, I know you said, oh, I wish I could. I guarantee you, if you had the smaller bone structure you just talked about, you still would not wear an off-the-shoulder blouse. I see people who do it. I see people of a certain age who do it. And I'm like, really? How long is that? Because I could see myself maybe doing it for a photo and then immediately pulling it back up over my shoulders. There's no way I would ever do that. It would be too, it'd be like a cowl neck. I would be pulling it up around my neck on the turtleneck the entire time. So I feel like it's, I feel like it's, I would feel like a fraud. I would feel like a massive fraud wearing one of those things. I don't like them. Good for Meryl Streep in Mamma Mia in Greece, but I don't like them. 
Can I amend mine too? I feel like they're, I feel like they're for the young a little bit. Like you have to be between 18 and 28 to really pull it off because I don't know. It just feels like you said the pragmatic in all of us. Once mm-hmm. you hit 30, you'd be pulling it up. And oh would you really want to walk around like that? I feel like it's for, it's, it's waste. It's yeah, it's for the young. Seriously. So, okay. So let me ask you, see, now granted, I realize we're on a zoom call here and uh-huh. I have, I started off even like, I haven't washed my hair in three days and I'm wearing a t-shirt and you know, like what would you do if I showed up in the zoom call and I, <laughs> I was wearing a peasant blouse off my oh. shirt. You would ridicule me. And you know, oh, Jennifer's doing it now. Oh, here comes Alan's turn. I can't, you know I'm not wreck, you, I can't wreck this dress. You would be right. You would be right in ridiculing me. Because you know, for, I would last for about 12 seconds before I'd be like, I got to pull it up over my shoulders. This is crazy town. It's crazy town. You can't have, here's my take on it. I always struggled with them, especially the ones that are, peasant blouses where it has the elastic and down or up, up or down, down Mm -hmm. or up. How am I supposed to wear this? And oh man, if I wear it like this, I have to go get a whole strapless bra bullshit contraption. (laughs) I'll never forget. Like, forget that. That's the best point ever. But on the other hand, when I grew up, remember I grew up in the sixties and the seventies. So peasant blouses were very Woodstock, very Cher, very, groovy girls who had long legs in skinny bell-bottom jeans and wore those blouses and had long long straight hair they were the babes so it was one of those things that um, just described the manson family ellen well yeah they were and some of them were hot so (laughs) okay so many people have said that those manson girls i I mean they were murderers but wow were they hot i mean that was my takeaway from the book nobody no yes no nobody i was never no i get it though it was it was of that era definitely it was it was it it was was. to aspire to and it represented a certain group of people and now we're moving on well did did you ever give it a whirl though back in the day uh i'm sure i probably had one in college i'm sure i probably had one at some point but I never felt comfortable. It was either too see-through, like the white material is too see-through, or it was the up and down on the shoulder. I'm like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Am I your peasant, you know, sheep herder, or am I working at a bank? I don't get. I, I don't know where I am. Sheep into it. <laughs> your peasant sheep herder. Am I? I'm am asking I? legitimately. Am I? Don't I don't know where I am. I don't know where I am. No, it was too hard. All right, one more, one more, like it or not. Let's just see where you go with this. Like it or not, the term self-care. I think it's Mm. stupid. I think it's a very, (laughs) I think it's a very 2020 term. And even like now in the pandemic, it's like, let's just focus on some self-care. Okay, you know what? (laughs) Wait, say that again. Like, let's just focus on some (laughs) self-care. I mean, come on. You know what? Look, I get it. This time sucks for all of us when it's like, let's like focus on our wellness and let's look at the like, oh my God. I know it sucks for all of us. You want to know what I'm doing? I tapped a nerve. Okay, I'm holding up my self care. I'm holding up my self care. Here we are. This is how I'm taking a sip of my self care. And if I see one more like little self care guru who's there wagging her finger, being like, I mean, we gotta be careful now, drinking too much. I'm like, fuck off. Okay, you wanna know what? This is how I get through day to day. You know, you do you all. This is how I care. Thank you. 
about we myself. I care a hell of a lot less about hating you when I'm doing this. So <laughs> let's just tamp it down, sister. So that's what I think about. So that's care. how I take care of myself by not hating you as much <laughs> as I could because <sighs> you said self-care. Long distance high five on Zoom, Ellen, right here. Boom. Hey. Here we are. Three-way. Nice. Three-way high five, I'm in. Okay. Jennifer, over to you. I concur. I, I feel like it's a, a made up term and it's uh, look, does everyone, do you deserve to take care of yourself? Absolutely. We don't need a fucking term for it. You don't need permission. It's not suddenly a mantra that we all need to adopt. As you said, Alexander, you do you go have a glass of wine. If that's what floats your boat, go get a massage, yep. Ellen, do whatever you need to do, but there's no need to put a title on it or to categorize it or put it in a neat little box, just fucking live your life. There's no need for self-care. I'm with you. And I just made the same voice that you did. Preach. Preach, sister. <laughs> it's infectious. You just made me do self-care. A little bit of self-care. <laughs> but it's definitely a 2020 phrase. Oh my God, if I hear it once, I hear it a million times a day. And of course, we're also in advertising, so we hear it a lot, let me tell you. And you know what? It does make you feel like, what do you think I was doing up to now? Like living as an animal in the woods? I brushed my hair. I showered all the time. Yeah. I ate. Self don't care. Right. Yeah. I know. Like, Self non-care. I, and, yeah. the, and, oh, and one other thing too. I love when people say, so I, I admitted to somebody recently that um, uh, we have a place that we rent in the summertime. And I said, you know what? And then a, a lot of people weren't renting, obviously, given the current state and the pandemic. And, and so uh, we resigned ourselves to having, you know, a couple of extra weeks for ourselves. And then in recent weeks, people have been coming out of the woodwork like, hey, do you have free? And, and I said, you know what? I'm going to be selfish for once. I think we're just going to take a little extra time there. And I was telling the story to someone and they were like, you know, it, that's a good thing because self-care is important for you too. And it's good for you to be selfish about this. And I was like, you know, I wasn't asking for permission. I was just telling you. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's very, um, when someone says to you, you should really think about self-care. It's almost yeah. like an insult a little bit too. It's a little bit of a backhanded compliment mm -hmm. kind of I thing. Agree. Like, like you're not taking care of yourself being the implication. I don't know. I'm probably reading too much into it. No, again, I think, I think a couple glasses I, deep. So, you know, no, keep going, <laughs> keep going with that self-care. Ellen, how's your self-care going? Uh, it's a hundred percent right where I need it to be. Um, cause all the beers are cold. Yeah. It's, um, I, I just don't like the terminology and all of a sudden just to like trying to take care of yourself and do right by yourself and keep your sanity as oh, already turned into this industry. You know, are you practicing self care? And I don't, I don't know. You mean I'm sleeping when I'm tired and I'm trying to eat a little better, but I fail and I take time for myself and I don't stress about the other things I'm supposed to be responsible for. Sure. Yeah. I just, I don't like things that are, are snazzy new age labels that are trying to turn it into a business. And that's what people are doing. It's like, shut up. Ellen, I think you just nailed it. That's exactly what it is. It's like, okay, let's tap into something that people are like all freaked Commercialism. out. Commercialism. Now let's make some money off of it. I think you're yeah. totally mm. right. I think and I think that's that why it resonated with all three of us that way so negatively because we all have backgrounds in advertising. Yes. And it's so branding and so yes. commoditizing. And it's, it's, it's so obvious. It's to, gross. Yeah. So you know what? Nobody practice self-care. Just take care of yourself. How's that? Yeah. How, just open a that? bottle of something and, you know, get happy, baby. Boom. Just cork it. Okay. We're going to speed round. Okay.
You know what? We're going to start speed round with a question that was meant based on what the internet told me for children. So we'll see how you two handle it. We qualify. Yeah. Oh, I think, I think you have a fighting, a good fighting chance. Would you rather eat chicken flavored cookies (laughs) or onion flavored ice cream? Chicken flavored cookies. I mean, I love onions, but if you're going to screw around a, Oh, wait, hold on a second. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, <laughs> the two of you are both like staring, going, huh? We really love our desserts. Um, onion ice cream. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick, stick with chicken flavor cookies um, because I could eat it as like a quasi meal slash snack, I suppose. But onion flavored ice cream, I don't think the, I don't, I don't think that. I don't think ice cream, the texture, the temperature, I don't think that would lend itself to something, I didn't want to call it savory, but I don't think it's going to lend itself to an onion flavor. I think it's just going to be a huge bummer in your mouth. So yeah, I'm going to do like a chicken flavor cookie. It could be like a patty, like a chicken patty. You're you're ignoring the fact that you, you, the fact that cookies are sweet. So it would be a sweet chicken, right? It's chicken flavored though. I yeah, but know. it's still a cookie at its very base. Okay, but but again, but it's chicken. Okay. It tastes like chicken, okay. so that's like, like that's like a chicken patty. Tastes like chicken. Tastes like chicken. Yeah, it's like a chicken patty. I'm gonna go there opposite. Go. Yeah, that's all right. I'm gonna go opposite. And wow. Okay, I'm dying yeah. to hear this. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're forgetting the fact that you're just thinking about chicken as it would be in a cookie form, like shape, um, texture, etc. Whereas a cookie implies sweet a little bit so there's there's just so you take a sugar cookie and you add chicken to it mm-hmm. for the flavor that to me mm-hmm. sounds gross but the the ice cream it would still be sweet and the texture would still be ice creamish but the onion in it i feel like an onion can sometimes go sweet and savory because of like a caramelized onion caramelized onion interesting yes. Yes. sorry keep talking you could yes. tell me go and go go so i feel like a, a that i love a caramelized onion more than anything <sighs> i was saying to lou the other day that because we made them and one onion boils down to like barely enough for two people like to put on their steak and cheese sandwiches kind of thing i was gonna buy a big old bag and just chop them up and make caramelized onions all day because you can use them on anything they're sweet they're savory i really like that taste and i feel like that would be okay in an ice cream so that's my vote ellen interesting all right, so we are back to chicken-flavored cookies, onion-flavored ice cream. What I will say to throw a wrench in the works, because when I saw this question, I thought, do they not know about chicken in a biscuit? Do you guys not know about chicken in a biscuit? Okay, I so... I think so. No. Chicken in a biscuit is the name of a cracker produced by some big company like Keebler or Nabisco. Yes, somebody. I've seen it. I've never had it. I know what you mean. Um, and they, I grew up with them. They were around when I was a kid and they are the strangest savory cracker that kind of tastes like chicken broth, something. I don't know. They're not bad. They're not good. Like you'd eat them. You take one and go, huh, what is that? It's like the name of the cracker is chicken and a biscuit. So when I heard chicken and a cookie, I thought, 
they've almost already done that. Now, you have debated cookies always have to have sugar in them, so it'll be some kind of sweet chicken and sugar issue. Yes, I see a contestant with a question. Yes. I'm actually giving a point to the Alexander's answer, which is that, I mean, you get like honey barbecue chicken all the time, and you get mm -hmm. sweet variations of chicken all the time. So I guess if you look at it that way too, the chicken and the cookie is not that bad either. Because you guys, is, is anybody else really hungry right now? Is it just me? <laughs> I think I'd try both right now. I, I don't know what's going, what. Am I, what am I making tonight for dinner? What do I have? I, Jennifer, and all of a sudden I'm like, ooh, mandarin chicken, sweet and sour. Mm -hmm. That's mm. good too. I mean, and, and yeah, like, think, oh, yummers. And then you can think about like all the ice creams you can make with, I mean, I hadn't thought about onions, but like a, like herbal ice creams, like thyme and basil. Yeah. Ellen. I think you, I, you know what, is this, is this the cooking corner of like, you have order, opened up like a portal into a place feels, that we've not gone before. It's it feels a little more like the eating corner. I don't know if the focus <laughs> is on the cooking as much as the consuming, which are the things like we'd like. And that's why I can't wear a peasant's, peasant's shirt. And that's <laughs> why peasant blouses and those turtlenecks are too tight and they just yeah. cut off my circulation. That's how it is. Yeah. So I'm going to go with, I will go with chicken flavor cookies, although I like the idea of the caramelized onion ice cream. And I will say my son was so cute one day. My grown son said, um, I can't remember what, I think he came over for a cookout. And so I was packing him some leftovers to take with him. And he said, you know, every time you make caramelized onions, I just open up the Tupperware and eat them all on the way home. I just Aww, sit and shove handfuls so in all the way home. Yes. And I said, I don't blame you because I don't give you all of the caramelized onions because I keep a big wide for me. <laughs> it's literally like chewing tobacco. I'm just going to shove it. <laughs> you put them in my lower lip. Suck on some caramelized onions. Love it. Ellen, Wait, am I single? Ellen, Why am I single? I say, can we get back to online dating? What is even happening? I, I don't, don't get it. I don't love, get it. Love a plug a chaw of caramelized onions. Are you with me? Dial five 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 five. Yeah, I know. I don't get. It. I don't get it. Try this one. Which would you rather see? A giant ant or a tiny giraffe? Oh, tiny giraffe. Totally. <laughs> Alex has a question. Um. Yes. In the corner. How big is yes. the ant? <laughs> Like, is it like life-threatening? Okay, he's, you know what? It's a fair question. He's giant. So, so the question like, is, is he giant relative to his ant population or is he giant relative exactly. to the human population? I'm going to say he's giant relative to humans. So, so like let's say he's a 10-foot ant. Yeah, he's the size, oh. like he's the size They switched of, places. They've almost size. swapped. Yes, I think okay, that's perfect. Okay, thank you. Jennifer, go ahead. I'll, I'll weigh done. in after. Yeah, no, I, I think the tiny giraffe would be adorable. I would just, <laughs> I, I'd love to, like, you could take it with you everywhere. So, it would be like a conversation starter. Um, you could pet it very gently. Um, I don't like ants that much to begin with. Um, every summer, I like them less. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Do they know I just, <laughs> I'm not sure. Also, just I, to them. It's, it's hard. Like, the, okay, so let's just, unfortunately, I'm going to judge them based on how they're built by God. And <laughs> a giraffe is like soft and pettable and um, has a very unique shape and size. And I'm interested in all of that. I think it's very cool. An ant, if you were to really blow him or her up to 
the size of a giraffe. He's got a hard shell and tentacles and um tentacles it's got pincers they have those things that come out antennas called antennae Antennae. (laughs) and then and then they have pincers yes yes so everything about an ant is just um aggressive you know whereas i feel like a, a giraffe is very much like dude i'm cool you know i'm just gonna sit here and you know eat a couple leaves and move on and and i'm not gonna mess with you you don't mess with me but i'm majestic regardless of what size i am so i will go based solely on as i said unfortunately the way that god made both of them i just find the giraffe to be somebody i want to cuddle up to more versus the ant okay so Here's here's the issue I'm wrestling with. I want to pick the ant for a lot of reasons, and here's why. Number one, they are fascinating creatures. They can carry like a bajillion times their body weight. So could you imagine if we could harness the power of a giraffe-sized ant? That thing could like that thing could build buildings like in a nanosecond. It could totally they could, fix our mass transit system. It could, exactly. In a second. Right. So that could ride I, one to work. Yep. A hundred. It, it could pull there, the train. There would be no buses. Exactly. There would be no trains, no buses. Like you just, you just Giant put, you harness the ant. Giant ant on the track. Totally. So I want to pick that one. Is this one? what that movie was about with Jeff Goldblum, the fly? Yep. Moving on. Oh, no. I think he was, was he a murderous fly? Yeah, never no, but I will murder. tell you something because you guys, I guarantee, don't know it. There is a famous early sci-fi movie about giant ants and it's called Them. I don't know that. No, it's just called them. And I remember watching it when I was a kid and the scariest part of the movie was there was just this like little girl in the desert and the scientists are coming up and trying to figure out what happened and a, an atomic explosion went wrong and something has gone awry and they see this little girl, I think, and she's just staring kind of at the sky and they say, they come up to her. Are you all right? Are you all right? And she just lifts her hand and she says, them. Them. Listeners, you're missing, like, I mean, an Academy Award yeah. winning performance. So I am Is just telling you. 56 or 38? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it would no, be on a UHF. Was, yeah. It would be on a UHF station Movie Saturday lost. night at 1130. <laughs> yes, that's yes, exactly yes, what it would yes. be on. Yes. <laughs> wow. But wow. you were saying, anyway, Sorry. anyway, yeah. the, giant, so, the giant ant situation has been debated before. Okay, so yeah, so as I said, I want to pick the ant thing because I'd like to be a little bit of a contrarian, but I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, of course I'm going to go with tiny giraffe. The only problem is, is like a sweet little giraffe who's like furry and got the long neck and it's like, oh my God, that's so cool. Dude, I step on ants all the time. We all do. We hate them. They're gross. You'd step on a little giraffe, you'd hate yourself. Like all those tiny little insects, no, granted. I, I actually like spiders. Like if I find a spider inside, I will literally pick it up and bring it outside. But if I find an ant inside or a moth inside or <laughs> whatever bug inside, I'm like, you're dead. Out you go. So I think I'd feel really bad if like killing a little giraffe thing and I could kill them on, you know, by accident. So I guess I go giraffe, but. You're going I'm with worried. the draft, but you're I'm wor- apologizing. I'm worried about their well-being. You're apologizing ahead of time for murdering the mini yeah, giraffe. Yeah, I'm just no, I'm concerned. Good. I'm concerned for their well-being. No, I, think I understand that. That that was a concern, but I didn't bring it into play. But I agree with you. Yeah, because you're dead inside. But anyway, wow. go ahead, Ellen. Oh. Them, <sighs> them. Okay, so would you rather see a giant ant or see a tiny giraffe? 
And that's the way the question was asked. Again, I'm not being, yeah. I'm not pulling an Alex on you, but I'm like, okay, which would be more interesting to <laughs> see? Of course, You're the very- tiny giraffe is adorbs, adorbs. There's no question. But the giant ant would grab your attention. Oh, no, like coming, coming up the highway. Like that is a big ant. Um, (laughs) That is a big ant. That's a big ant. Whoa, kids, look at that big ant over there. there Come outside. There's a giant ant coming down the street. (laughs) Is there just one or do I have to be concerned? Because if there's one, I think a flamethrower or two can probably (laughs) knock it out. As I believe from the movie Them, I think it took a lot of flamethrowers to, to end the a giant infestation. Um, who am I kidding? I'm going to go with the tiny giraffe. I'm going to worry like you are that I might stomp on it by mistake, but it's going to be so cute that I will take my chance. So a giant cute. ant would just make me get on a rocket for Mars. Like just want to get, want to yeah. get out of here. Yeah, no, it's too much. That's no, a fair think, point. And we're in agreement. We want, we want the cute animals. I'm sorry to all the, I should know this word and I do not. What is the word for one who studies insects? An etymologist? I don't know, but arachnophobia is a fear. Entomologist. Entomologist, Entomologist? Entomologist, I think so. So apologies to, and then it's the entomologist, because I'm sure that's the word, <laughs> bound to be the word for those Clearly. who study ants specifically. Um, we'll go to one more. Here we go. Get ready. You got to think this through, you two clowns. Oh. All right. Would you rather have the power to understand animals when they speak, but they can't understand you, or have the power to speak to animals in their language without being able to understand them in return. So oh, you'll, confusing. So let me say it again. I get it, and it's so you either you understand them when they talk, but you can't talk back, or you can communicate to them, tell them things but they won't know what you won't know what they're saying back. So it's either you can hear them or you can speak to them, but you can't have it both ways. So can I just point out the obvious? So one, uh, might ar- yes. one might argue that that is the current state of us with dogs mm. or cats or whatever. Like when you train a dog, mm-hmm. you know, I say sit, fetch, oh, sleep. Elvis is asleep behind me right now. So good mm-hmm. at that. So, oh, that he's great at. Like one might argue that is my current state of going back and forth with him. Mm -hmm. But I got to tell you, I think I would go the other way. I think I would rather understand what he's saying and have him look at me blankly because like cats look at you blankly. They're like, I don't care, whatever. Mm -hmm. I would love to understand what an animal was thinking or saying or whatever it is they're doing. Just just so I know, you know, where do I get ahead in life from me being able to tell a dog to sit or stay or roll over or whatever? Who cares? I'd love to know what Elvis is thinking. It'd be fascinating. So yeah, that's my book. So not that hard, actually. Oh, yeah. Jen. Easy. Um, I agree. Yeah. I think, I think um, we already know what we're saying and thinking. So having an animal understand that, I mean, to Alex's point, we already do say sit, stay, they grasp some of it. Do they grasp all of it? I don't know. But yeah, I want to know what they're thinking. I want to know them being like, you know, uh, 
by the way, the view from down here is very different and you should know X, Y, and Z kind of thing. Like, I want to know what they see, what they think, I like that feel. all the animals you're going to talk to have newscaster voices. They do. By they the do. way, they're, they're the, like, uh, the view down here is very <laughs> And your neighbors, by the way, just so you know, the trash <laughs> they put out is foul. And, you know, like things like that, like they would have a perspective on things that you have no way of knowing. Yeah. They would be the ultimate mole. And, um, but also, and you would know what a mom was thinking too, John, for just exactly, exactly. Yes. But I, I would want to know what they're feeling too, more than anything, more than just what they observe, but like what they're feeling like, mm -hmm. like, does, does, are you really scared with the thunder or is it just loud noises in general? Or are you, do you really, are you really that happy to see me every day? Or are you just hoping to be fed? Like, I do want to know a little bit, like what's going on in that little head of yours. You and like, Hey, tiny giraffe. Are you afraid? Are you good? <laughs> Giant ant. Are you afraid I'm going to put you do in my you pocket? Want and about you? <laughs> do you want me to ride you? Giant ant. How are you so big, man? Talk to me about your bigness. <laughs> how do you do it? I feel about having um, tentacles. Giant or, yeah, antenna. The size of a, a car. I want a turtleneck. It'll keep you nice and warm. Or a peasant blouse. So it would make you oh, fun. Oh, and the very first frothy. question I would ask all dogs would be like, do you or do you not feel humiliation when your owner puts clothing on you? Right. That would be my question number one. Right? They'd be like, oh, hell yes. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And if I could yeah, buy the raincoats specifically are the most embarrassing. No, don't, those little, those little wear, rain boots they put on oh, the paws. Yep. Yeah. If I want boots, I'll gesture for them. Don't put the boots on me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will give you a little kick and say, put my boot on. Yeah. Yeah. Ellen? Well, I think this question, when I read this question, I thought it is, to me, it is a metaphor in ways for, again, why am I single? Um, what if you didn't, like, there's a, there's a species you don't understand. And if you had the choice of them understanding you and what you said versus you being able to understand what they're saying, which would you take? And it would always be like, I can always modulate what I say. But to be able to know what they're saying, just like, it's just like your husband's. It's just like a guy. It's like, okay, if I knew, if I had to have the choice between I know that my communication is getting in his head versus I know what is really in his head and he's communicating it back to me, I will take the latter. I will take the latter to know what's in his head because then I can tailor my communications accordingly. So I think the same thing with animals, which is... Oh man, I want to know what they're feeling and they're thinking. Well, and Plus, then we get into animals, how cool it would be to really know what they're thinking, as opposed to men where it's not very interesting. But it could. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, Ellen, not, you can use the metaphor not just with men, but with people in general. Like, sure, yes. Do you, are, you, are you empathetic and you care more about what other people are thinking and feeling, in this case, animals? Mm -hmm. Or are you more a little narcissistic and only care about your own thoughts being heard and understood by people? So I think it's pretty obvious that we all landed on the same page because we're, we want to know what other people think. Yeah, we're, we're empaths. empaths. Yeah. But I think we're also not, we're not narcissistic, narcissistic, but I think we're practical. And that is, I bet I can make more progress if I understand True. what people are thinking and feeling, what other people are thinking and feeling. I can figure out my shit, I think, kind of. Um, but it's much harder to really discern what other people are thinking and feeling. And so I would go, I'd go that way. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if we take this and we go from animals to we go to people and you always 
know when they say something, it's like, oh, he said that. I know he's saying that because he's really mad and he needs me to apologize yeah. for this thing. And it's like having the if I do that, yeah, it is. It's like having the subtitles. And if you, if you did, you're like, oh, great. I can fix this faster. I can move on from this faster. I can give him what he wants. I can give them, I can make them happy. However, <clears throat> yes, would it be yes, so index finger. Index it would finger. be frustrating because so let's say Weenie comes in and you hear Weenie be like, God, oh my God, my mother, again, she's putting that crappy food down. And you say to her like, but Weenie, here's the reason I give this food to you. And all she's hearing is like that. So <laughs> that is hard. That is frustrating, Ellen. And by the way, that is basically your relationship with that is right now. my life right now. <laughs> Weenie's like, you know, literally, all I want to do is lay in that sunny spot by the window. Can you stop feeding me garbage? That's no, you know all what? I ask. I'll tell you what her deal is. What would happen is she would get some food she didn't like. I could understand what she said. She doesn't know what I know. And I could decide, oh, okay, she's dissing me on the food choice. All right, I get it. I, now I'm getting it. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like one bit. I can ameliorate the situation by giving her food that she does like. I'm oh, sorry. What was that ameliorate? word? Ameliorate. One you, more time. You do this Amelia Earhart. I swear to God, she's got like, a, she's, got, she's got a dictionary in front of her and she's sitting there like, beep, 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 like typing in words. To okay. Me. Right hand to God, I have never heard <laughs> ameliorate. Either. I've heard Come Amelia Earhart. I've heard Amelia have. Earhart. I've never heard ameliorate. I don't even oh, know. Amelia Earhart. Good on you. Well, then you, then you need to go ameliorate your vocabulary and your English background. Yes, it means to remedy, to fix, to I've improve. Never heard that. Yeah. Come on, you guys. Yeah. Why else am I here? I'm just. Okay. One Ivy League, two state schools. Okay. Stop that. Just, Listeners, just... This, is, this is how the world works. <laughs> <laughs> I do the best I can with you two. I'm trying to give you big words with more than two syllables. Most of the time you do okay. And then we get to giant ants and you guys freeze. It's like you're, it's like your ants in the headlights. You just, when you asked you about ants and giraffes, we were like, okay, now we're talking. Yeah, I got then it. Then you start throwing out eight like, syllable words. We're like, I don't know. I don't know. Can no we go back to the penny conversation? Can we talk back about Vance Fowler? Him Wait, what's his name? Oh, man, I love you remember his name. Can we go back and talk about Vance Fowler? I felt that was like okay, my so Fowler, zone. which is like, like uh, you know, avian, right? Yeah. Then yeah. we've got turtlenecks, which is turtles. Yeah. Then we're talking about giraffes and ants. This is definitely the like. It's like the Dr. Doolittle episode. It is. It's the Dr. Doolittle episode. Yes. We have so many themes. It's theme week. I didn't even realize that. Oh my God. I didn't even tell you guys. Do you know what this is? No. This is our 60th episode. Oh, I didn't know that. Yay. I totally forgot until right now. I mean, I remembered it yesterday and mm -hmm. then I forgot again, but that's I remembered and forgot. We're not 60, but no, 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 no. This is our 60th no, episode. All right, you guys, you know what? You were you work so hard today. And Jen, you look a little sweaty. A little bit sweaty. It seems a little a little a little yeah. clammy where yeah. you're where you're broadcasting from. I'm wearing and, a turtleneck. It's hot. No, it's I know. it's July. I think you should have changed your shirt before you got online. I yeah. think you should have. Yeah. And peasant blouse over there, Mrs. <laughs> off at the shoulder. Oh. Ow. Whoa. 
Whoa. I literally can't. I'm wearing a t-shirt. Okay. okay. I can't. Oh. oh ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast, oh, there has been more. My birdie. <laughs> okay. What? Okay. That that reference escapes me. I, I really I, I would like to say one. on behalf for, for all of our listeners <laughs> and behalf of myself and not you people, I do believe in the last couple of episodes. I don't know if the intake of alcohol has been greater or lesser, but the impact of the alcohol has Agreed. been pronounced. It has been, I have, I have noticed. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think you, you work in moms, you're working hard. We're tired. And you've just about, that was had the it. word I started with. We're tired. Yep. You're ju- you've yeah. just about had it. So what I'd like you both to do is when we're done with this, cause we're almost done. I want you to log off. I want you to go downstairs and say, Hey, party people. I'm not doing anything for you for the rest of the night. So because I'm practicing self-care. I am waiting on self-care. Self-care. Picture me as a giant ant that is coming into the kitchen. And if you don't give me what I want, I'll poke your eye out with this antenna. So get me some Chinese food, set me up on the couch with a remote and quit your bitching. So that's what I want to see from you. Hardworking moms. Can you do that? Can you do it? We can. And we have. Mm, We can. (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully. All right, you people. Listen. All you listeners out there, stay safe. Be smart. Don't be stupid. And you know who we're talking about because there's stupid people in this goddamn country. And we need to go wake them up. And I'm trying to be nice and generous. But God, I've almost had it. So everybody, do the right thing. Be safe. Wear a mask. Social distance. Stay home. Do all that stuff. Uh, Don't come visit... Gotham downtown city, unless we invite you because it's all kind of cray cray right now, but we'll see you next time. All right. It's summertime. We'll see you next time. Say bye ladies. Bye. 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 <laughs>